This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The whisper I thought I heard before repeated quietly, this time close to my ear. It was the same thing as before. Run, it said. There is a space between reality and fantasy, between light and dark, between rational and irrational. In this space, there are stories. This story is called The Feeding. You belong here. Part 5. Another. There was a noise. Something like buzzing running through my ears. I opened my eyes to find the room dark and gloomy suffocated under the overcast sky. The dark trees were swaying in the wind, and it took me a moment to realize that this is what was making the eerie noise I heard earlier. The forest, almost black against the gray day, was singing in the wind. As I climbed out of bed, I could not believe just how tired and weak I felt, as if I hadn't slept in days. Slowly, I made my way downstairs where I kneeled in front of the cellar door again. It was locked, same as before. I put my ear to the floor, listening with desperation. Nothing came of it. Eventually, I gave up. My curiosity was still there, but my exhaustion prevented me from thinking of it, even caring about it. The day was getting on, and I still haven't even left. I was determined to leave that very day and not to delay a moment longer. The thought of spending another night in this place did not sit well with me, especially not after all that banging last night. The loneliness lingered in my chest, and I grew uneasy as I eyed the cellar door. I decided to look for maps or anything that could be of value to me. I went through all the shelves and cupboards. There weren't many, so it didn't take long. There was not much to find. One drawer by the bed on the first floor had a single photograph in it. It was an old picture, something that could belong in a museum. I studied it for a long time, examining the black and white shapes, faded and yellowed by the time. In the photograph, a woman sat at a table with a plate in front of her. The woman was not smiling. Instead, she stared straight ahead intensely. She looked very young, but miserable. Her gaze was still and macabre, like a corpse. Her plate was not empty, but not full either. It was smeared with something. Leftovers? I could not make out from the faded picture. Unlike most subjects in old photographs, this was an odd one. 
That woman's gaze was so piercing, yet familiar. She looked ordinary otherwise. It could even be someone like me. What an odd photograph, I thought, and put it back, closing the drawer softly. That woman was on my mind all day. She was probably beautiful in real life. Her delicate looks ruined by the quality and deterioration of the photograph. Her gaze was stuck with me. Those searching eyes. Searching constantly, I knew not for what. It was time to go, and I made up my mind to leave the same way I came in. I decided to get a pillowcase and fill it with food and as much water as I could carry, enough to last me at least a day of walking. I was not sure where I was, but I did not feel like getting stranded with no food or water in the woods. I also planned on taking one of the warm old jackets hanging upstairs in the wardrobe. In the daytime, I had a much better chance of finding something, or even screaming my lungs off until someone heard me. I moved around quickly, almost ready to leave when I turned and caught a glimpse of someone in the window. I froze. It was Frank. It was him. I was sure of it. My heart beat faster, and I stood, listening. Was he really outside? How did he find me? I felt trapped and was frightened out of my mind. There was a noise. The same sound that came from the wood earlier was ringing, bouncing off the walls. It got colder, and I shivered. Still, not a sound of a footstep. And no more Frank. Hey, this is Chris from the Criminal Perspective Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast you're currently listening to on the Crawl Space Media Network, consider checking out Criminal Perspective. On Criminal Perspective, I take 11 years of my experience corresponding with notorious murderers and I bring it directly to you. At times, I'll give you interviews directly with the most heinous murderers imaginable, like Nico Klo, the Vampire of Paris. I read that I read that you found some cookies in his kitchen and you just sat there eating cookies watching them squirm around and die. Yeah, it wasn't actual cookies. I think I, I think it was bread, just bread. But uh, yeah, yeah, I ate something. I just sat sat down on the corner and watched him die, basically. Other times, I'll bring you survivors of violent crime telling their harrowing tales themselves, like Shasta McLean, who survived being abducted by serial killer Joseph Duncan. After being at that campsite for like. To like a week or two, he had asked me how I wanted to die. He said because uh, I had to choose one or the other. It could either be quick, or it could, or you know, it could be the slow process. So he gave me the option of being strangled to death, where he gave me the option of being shot. So please check out Criminal Perspective on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are heard. Criminal Perspective is a cross-based media podcast. We find that in these times, everyone needs some time to chill out and relax. That's why we're excited to announce this week's sponsor, Boston Green Health. Boston Green Health is a local provider of CBD products that specializes in oils, topicals, gummies, and edibles. Boston Green Health's plant-based products can provide natural relief and rest 
for the mind, body, and soul. As one of New England's premier hemp-based companies, they offer a variety of all-natural CBD products that use a blend of locally sourced hemp extract. Visit bostongreenhealth.com for premium CBD oil, a delicious variety of CBD-infused gummies, luxurious handcrafted topicals, and a product line for pets. Podcast listeners can receive 20% off of any purchase by using the show code PI20. That's P-I-20. Boston Green Health takes pride in being New England's most trusted CBD brand. I creeped to the window and peered out carefully. Behind me, the floorboards creaked, and I heard a distinct sound of somebody approaching me coming right behind me. I jumped, startled, my heart racing, and turned, expecting to see Frank, but seeing nothing instead. The eerie sound of the forest continued, singing its strange song to me, and the wind picked up and made it louder, more determined. Could I be losing my mind here? I wondered. I couldn't wait to leave this place, yet... I was also too afraid to walk out. I heard the footsteps outside and creeped to the window again, taking care not to be seen. I stared and only saw the woods. Their dark shapes blended into one large smear against the gray sky. I stared into the smear and saw something moving in the distance. Frank! I ducked under the window and crouched on the floor, terrified. Eventually, I heard the unmistakable sound of snapping tree branches underneath another's feet. I grabbed a candle holder and moved to the door, ready to strike anyone who dared to walk in. With my stomach in knots, I waited. As Frank approached the door, I could see him hunched over through the window. He straightened out, and I could tell he was in a bad shape, barely able to stand. Yet wasn't him. I stared at the face of this man and realized with relief that it was not Frank, but someone I didn't know. I lowered the candle holder with relief. Hey, I called to him through the window. Hey, over here. The man looked up and saw me, then leaned on the door. His body jerked and he winced from pain. I opened the door carefully just as the man slid to the ground. His arms and legs were cut by what seemed like a million sharp branches, just like mine were, except much worse. His clothes were ripped and dirty. He was freezing and shaking, mumbling to himself wildly. I pushed him in gently. He got up eventually, stumbling in. As he entered the warm room and looked around a bit, he started to laugh and mumble to himself again, delirious. I led him to the bed where he had collapsed and did not stir. I stared at him in disbelief for a few minutes as he dozed into sleep. Wait, drink some water first. I went into the kitchen and got a cup. He drank the water greedily in almost one single gulp, his hands shaking feverishly. Who are you? I asked, bewildered. I have never seen somebody this tired and wretched before. Kevin, he replied quietly before he dropped off into a deep sleep. I watched him, 
a grown man sleeping like a little child, shivering from the cold. I couldn't leave Kevin by himself in this place and had to come to terms with the fact that I would have to stay. I looked out the window at the wind that was blowing hard now, making the trees sway back and forth in one even motion, like they were immersed underwater. I sighed heavily, dreading a storm. Throughout the day, Kevin woke up several times asking for water. The last time he woke up, I was warming up dinner and I offered him some. The man's features brightened immediately. Yes, yes, please, he said in a quiet voice, a voice that was starting to gain some life back. I brought him a plate of canned pasta and he devoured it. I asked him if he wanted more, but he shook his head. No. Sleep. And he was gone into another world. The world we are all forced to inhabit when our bodies are too drained for this one. On the next episode of The Feeding, the dark shape in the corner flattened and proceeded to climb up the wall right to the ceiling beam. I could not tell if it was my dream or reality as my eyes finally closed and I fell asleep. Thank you for listening to The Feeding, a crawlspace media production of a pie rational story, narrated by Valerie Bogart. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.